Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Hey! <laughs> You're muted, man! You're fucking muted! <laughs> Come on! A week off! You can't even find your unmute button. Come on! <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Oh, he's he's fully stuck. <laughs> we did it. We, Everything's oh, fine. Oh, come on, we're such <laughs> professionals. We're such professionals. It was, the sound was coming out of a completely new place. It's never come out of that place before. It was very exciting, and it absolutely threw me. Uh, I love that we both wore toques. What's we both wore little hats. Do you know what's going on? It's October. <laughs> it is October. It's nice. Yeah. I've got that my um. I've got my door open. All is well. King Geo, thank you so much for the sub. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. I went for a walk, and I put the hat on to keep my ears warm. And then when I came home, I took the hat off, and I had weird hair. So I went, you know what? We're going to keep the hat on tonight. <laughs> nice one. I wish I could do that with my uh, beard. I don't know if you can see it because I trimmed it short, but it's still doing it's the like trim. mask curl thing. It's nice, though. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate like it. Oh, that's nice. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's still kicking out. I look like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back. We've been gone for nine days, ten days, a while. Um, eight days. All right, that was close enough. Uh, eight, eight days. You were in Spain. It's a, a it's it's a UTS reunion. Um, John's not here, but we have a special guest. We do. Let's bring have her you, on. I think. Have you met her before? I don't think we've actually met in person, no. Awesome. Eleanor's the best. You're going to love it. It's Eleanor Morton. She's fantastic. Everyone, welcome to the stream. Eleanor Morton. Way. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, washed my hair. So nice and clean for the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that Should for I us? Should I wear a hat? Should I put a hat on? Is that. It, well, you just washed your hair, so we don't want to put you out. No, no don't, don't do that on fresh hair. <laughs> It will be really frizzy tomorrow if you do that. <laughs> yeah. We'd feel like, yeah, we'd feel like jerks. Yeah. Uh, um, how's it going? Welcome to the stream, Eleanor. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I don't think I've spoken, seen either of you in before, after pre-pandemic times. No. I don't know. No. Well, that's, yeah, Chris just asked. I, I don't think we've actually met in person. But we have no. communicated before. I uh, I got you to write my press release for my yeah. show. <laughs> How was that? I was trying. I was like, I know I interacted with Ashley online, but what was? The yeah, specific, it was a specific thing, and it was that. That's what it was. <laughs> and now you're famous because of my copy skills. Uh, that's the only reason. That's exactly it. The show didn't even yeah. happen because the pandemic the show didn't took even it happen. out. But so it was... the only thing that did actually happen was it got press released. But the anticipation <laughs> created around it was top yeah. notch. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been we've been off for eight days because um, Ashley went to Spain. 
um, and John is in Dubai, and I mm. didn't want to do it alone. Yeah, uh, so we haven't seen each other. What have you been doing with your with your downtime, Eleanor? Are you back in the world? Are you being a person again? Or yeah, I mean, sort of. Like uh, I feel like we're all getting back into stuff, and I'm mm -hmm. kind of uh, I kind of liked going to bed early and not yeah. going to service stations at two in the morning, and and yeah, I'm uh, I'm slowly easing in, but um, it's uh, still still adjusting. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, not that I, not that I want another lockdown, but I, I did get used to the to the evenings in. Um, it maybe yeah. they are sort yeah. of lovely. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and also, Eleanor, I don't, I don't associate you with with being like a party animal. Like it, when I think of you, I don't, I don't see it in. Like I don't think of you as a shut in, but I don't think of you as like a let's <laughs> fucking go. I'm, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm closer to the shut in than the than the party animal. But uh, yeah, you know, I've got a big reputation as a heavy, heavy drug user, party animal. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean, every other story in Edinburgh is about you know something you smashed while on coke or uh, shows that you've taken over on LSD. It's a uh, yeah, you're a monster. And that's why my show is always 12 noon. Um, <laughs> it's the only time you can guarantee you're sober. I get it. <laughs> are you in, um, are you in Canada? Are you in Canada now, Chris? What's yeah. yeah. Permanently. I mean, have you been there for like a year and I've missed the. No, I got here uh, right after I got my second vax. So like mm -hmm. mid August, I flew out and um, I've been, I'm in Victoria on the West coast and it's, it's better. I recommend it. If you can leave, uh, do it. And come Leave here. the UK. I don't recommend trying to go back into the UK from anywhere. No. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying uh, to get the nation to leave the UK, but um, yeah. how's that going? Uh, it's t really bad. In English yeah. people are very optimistic. They're all they're all like, oh, you'll get independence, and then it'll yeah. be. Uh, and then you'll leave, and you'll leave ours, and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> uh, but thanks for the optimism there. And where are you, Ashley? Is, what, so I'm you? in Glasgow. Uh, I live in Glasgow. And cool. uh, yeah, but I, I just got back last night from Spain, and I... That was my second attempt at doing that. Uh, <laughs> Is it Monday, a work? It was, it was, uh, my brother lives there. So I was visiting oh, cool. him. I haven't seen him all year. So um, I had a week off. I, he paid for my flight. It was awesome. all rosy. It was going to be really nice. And then you were I so excited. There. I was so excited. And then I got down <laughs> there and I think I did everything that I could have done wrong. Um, I, my, my, Second or third day there, I got pickpocketed. It's the only time in my like in years that I've carried a load of cash, and I got all of it just taken. And then, um, was it, what was what was the pickpocket situation? Because I've been pickpocketed before, but it was I think I told you it was it was elaborate because it was like I was walking home drunk. I was in Copenhagen for a festival, and these two guys walked up to us and they were like. High five. We're like, high five. And then the high fives got gradually more complicated. It was like feet and behind the back. And what happened was they what? were doing that magician thing of like <laughs> distracting us oh. by doing all these while they were slipping stuff out of our pockets. And the only reason they didn't get away with it 
is I saw a guy sliding something across my shoulder. And so instinctively, I just did that and I caught his hand and he had my phone and my wallet in his hand. Whoa. Oh and so God. what I think happened is his friend slipped it out and then slid it across my back to his buddy who was then gonna take it. And so it was like, I grabbed it. I was like, Dave, check your pockets. So I was there with my buddy, Dave. And um, as all white guys have, our, our token friend, Dave. And, um, and, uh, and he checked his pockets, they had all his shit too. And the guys didn't put up a fight. They're like, ah, it's just jokes. Here's your stuff back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Gave us everything back and then went into the night. Um, wow. So was yours like a performative pickpocket or just in a crowd, so, Jason Bourne slipped it I out? I think it's a, it's sort of a bit of both, really. Um, yeah. So I, I went into, and I'm not one of these people that goes on holiday to go shopping, but I was... A, out with my brother and he was going to go back and start making we were making dinner eating in that night um which we only did once <laughs> thank you for the follow welcome in um so we he was going to go and start making dinner i was just like i'm just going to pop into the shop and have a look and then i'll walk up to the flat in half an hour or so mm. and so i went into uh zara in spain is a totally different thing to zara in the uk <laughs> it's just yeah, so much and better they say, uh, they say uh Zara. yes <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's way cheaper and it's just really good and everything so i just wanted to have a quick look mm. but i went in and it was really busy, really, really busy in the shop. And I stopped to look at uh, a pair of trousers. I was looking for my size to go and try them on. And um, I, the worst part about this whole thing is that I actually felt it happen. Oh. And, but I felt someone at my bag and I kind of like went to look and it, I, I thought, oh, it seems like maybe just that woman hit against it and like mm. just kind of you know got her coat or the clothes she was carrying hooked on it or something but like I literally checked my bag then it was closed my purse was in it and then within a minute it was gone wow and so I, I think that that was done on purpose I think it was uh like oh make me look situation yeah where they where they kind of pulled at the bag to see would I notice but then, you know, you check your bag once, you think you're paranoid. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you're like, oh, it's grand. So I keep looking then. And I was literally like, I and, and I, I, I knew as well, because I went, my purse is not in my bag. And I looked down and it was gone. <laughs> uh, was, was it like a like, weight thing? Like, did you just feel it or? I just, it was maybe a bit of a weight thing. But yeah, I think it must have been. But I just went, it's not there. It's not there. Oh. And I just oh i've never like i just i'm so annoyed because literally i was going to go and buy a new purse with my brother that no. evening because my this was the purse that the zipper bust on which i think i mentioned before so oh. i needed a new purse and uh it's just one of those annoying things where like, like bank cards are replaceable but yeah. it's the first time in ages i've carried cash i had nearly 300 euro on me and um, that was just all gone. But there was also just little kind of sentimental knickknacks in it. But I yeah. just, I'm more gutted about them as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. That anyway, sucks. Have you ever been pickpocketed, Eleanor? <laughs> I think I was pickpocketed once, but it was so good that I can't tell if it happened or if I lost my phone. 
Oh, wow. Ooh. But I think I think a guy on the bus slipped his hand because I had like big pockets in my jacket and I think he slipped his hand into a, and just drew it out before I had, uh, before I could mm. notice. But um, it was a really shitty phone and I don't think he was going to get any money for that. So it was more of an inconvenience to me than anything yeah. else. Like... But uh, and I'm I'm super I'm super anxious. I'm always like, phone keeps what, phone keeps what, phone keeps Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, it's like exhausting, constant yeah. vigilance. But yeah. hasn't Oh, I cannot close my apartment door behind me unless I'm holding my keys. Even if I've put them in my bag, mm. I have to go into my bag and yeah. get them out to hold them before I can close the door. Me and what my you- uh, my brother came round. Uh, last summer to help me move a sofa and um I accidentally locked us out of the flat and uh and we were like oh it's fine we'll just we'll just go over the garden wall and then we were like trying to like jimmy each other over this wall and people kept <laughs> passing and we were like oh shit god and then obviously no one reacted and it was like oh we're two white people they they, they don't care what we're doing <laughs> yep. they don't yep. care if it's our house or not. They're, like, they're just having hijinks yeah. uh, to be it was so nice to be trusted you know uh-huh I I had that when um, we moved into a new house um, when I was like 13. And on the first day of coming home from school, my brother and I lost our keys. Very first day, we were playing catch with our keys because we were 13 and 10. So we were just throwing uh... our keys at each other. And they went into a bush and the bush ate them. They were We spent 45 <laughs> oh, minutes God. looking in this bush for our keys and they were gone. There was, <laughs> they were never to be seen again. And so we're like, well, we're in trouble. All right. So we wanted to, so we went back to the place and we're like, there's got to be a way we can break into this house uh, and and have our parents not realize that we've lost our keys. If we're <laughs> inside the house, then they can't get mad at us. And oh, so um, wow. we tried all the doors. That was no luck. And so, but it was, we were right near um, a fence. And so we climbed up onto the fence and then jumped from the fence onto the um, the roof to see if there were any windows up there that we could open up. And while we were up there, two people from the community were just like, are you guys are you guys okay? <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, we live here. We just lost our keys. So we're trying to break into our house. <laughs> and they were like, oh, good luck. I hope you guys get in there. Have, have a great day. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to do if you are trying to break into your into a house. Yeah. Um, it's just say, just, oh yeah, I live here. I've lost my keys. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. People will leave you alone. It's so good. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if, if you're white, white. Yeah, yeah, if you're white, a hundred percent. Yeah. And not like a, and not a goth. It, yeah, it can be your own yeah. house and you can have the keys and you can have a photo of you inside the house. But mm-hmm. if you're not white, no one's going to believe you. No, no one's clearly photoshopped. You. Clearly yeah. photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is organized crime. This is a very organized crime that we're witnessing right now. Um, um, the, the Danish pickpocketing uh, was mm-hmm. the most Danish way of doing that crime I could ever have imagined. <laughs> like they were still nice and they entertained you and they were laid mm-hmm. back. Very well, they were also like so cliche. very charming and yeah. like shockingly sort of forthright with it. They were very like, hey, what's going on? I think they just saw two North Americans because my buddy Dave is also Canadian. And he's like, they respond to enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> right. and, um, and so we were amped. We were hammered. We were so high. We were having a great time. It was our first ever comedy festival. We were just like over the moon. And um, they took advantage of that. But then as they were handing it back, it was sort of like half laugh, half like, we we understand that we deserve to be punched, but please don't punch us. We very much <laughs> like it if you did not if you did not hit us. <laughs> wow, that's a I mean that's a risk they're taking though. 
Yeah, um, yeah. But they were really good. Like, I didn't feel a thing. If I hadn't seen that that little mix-up, I would have been out everything. And that was our second wow. day there. We would have been absolutely Shit. fucked. And we were already broke. Like, we weren't yeah. we weren't even staying in a hotel. We, we couldn't afford a hotel, so we were staying in a green room, uh, one of the venues. Wow. wow. And we would take turns sleeping on the couch and the floor. <laughs> That's showbiz. That's yeah, show business, so exactly. The comedy lifestyle, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing as well though i will say i was so glad they didn't take my phone my phone was next to my purse in my bag they really easily could have taken that as well wow. um but like all of my uh bank information is on my, I, I really have too much on my phone that i rely on mm. um but also yeah it was just so the whole rest of my holiday and even trying to get through all this i had a nightmare traveling home as well i was using google pay and I have to say, oh. it is like terrifying. The money <laughs> it's terrifying because that can just stop working at at yeah. at, at, at it's like Anytime. on a whim. It just is like nope. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was really genu- I was getting into taxis and then being like, this is the only way I have to pay. You need to have a card machine. And it's just like. <laughs> Because I even that like I'm getting into a taxi and I'm just like hoping for the best. Because if this doesn't work, I can't even get them to drive me to an ATM to get cash out. You know, I was just like, I have nothing. I gambled a lot. And even traveling home yesterday, like my phone was at 7% battery when I got home. Like (laughs) it was, it was such a a risk. (laughs) We got, we got some great stuff in the chat here. um, We're going to get to, Eleanor, are you are you familiar with uh, Twitch at all? I I am. I briefly dabbled last year, but it wasn't it wasn't the format for me. So ah, fair enough. Yeah, your sketches, <laughs> I mean, by the way, are so funny. I so was just going to say you've made just... all the other formats your bitch. Like yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I much prefer uh, much prefer the the power of editing tools. Yeah, but yeah, I'm really very fun. cool. I'm really fun when I'm riffing. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cool though, because like I am still attempting to understand TikTok, um, and especially we've set up a, a an untitled Twitch stream page now, and I'm trying to figure out how to put together the clips that we're taking from this show and like put the, I, everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do anything. <laughs> I upload pre-edited stuff to TikTok. I do like the bare minimum because okay. I don't. I still don't really know how it works. I don't. Um, I can't do like the. Oh, what's it even called when you like get someone else's sound and you use that for you? I don't, I, I can't um, even do that. I put my stuff there and I'm stitching? like, is that what that is? Dubbing. I don't know. Dubbing. dubbing. Dub- yeah, that sounds sounds, sounds like dubbing, cool. right? Yeah. Uh, d- dubbing is a suggestion here. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, cold drive. I am Scottish. I, I just have a weird accent. It's a very boring story. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I just kind of put it there and leave it there. And then surprisingly, it turns out TikTok is not just full of 12 year old uh, miming stuff. It's actually, uh, there's some fun people who are doing some fun yeah. stuff and they like yeah. random stuff. So, yeah, it, it was, uh, but I wasn't expecting, you know, I was just like, I don't know what this thing is. It's the first thing in a while that's made me feel old. The first time. Yeah, yeah that's why I, that's why I didn't do it. I was like, nope, I'm not. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not that young at heart. That's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel old and past it and everything. But it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, 90% of this is, you know, kind of shit. But then there's so much talent on it. Yeah. Some people are really able to use it. Um, And it's really, really cool. Yeah, and it's just a run. Like, there's a girl I follow who has like a 200 pound tortoise that she <laughs> feeds vegetables. That's fun. Great. Um, and you know, you can, you can put such niche stuff on there, and people find mm. it. And um, I, w- one of my day jobs is writing stuff for the Beano Online, which I guess. Oh, cool. He, uh, well, Ash is excited. Yeah, I don't know how much Chris is aware of what the Beano I, I, I know the Beano. I used to, uh, because my family's from Ireland, so when ah, I would go okay. and visit them, they would give me Beano comics and Dandy and all that stuff. And I know yeah. uh, Matt Matt Hyten used to do stuff for he Beano. He did, yeah. yeah. He used to make loads of videos, and then they were like, we don't have enough money for this. Uh, <laughs> let, let's hire Eleanor to write instead. But yeah, I do a lot of like con- content for them, and so a lot of my day job is Googling TikTokers. And, that's amazing. Um, that's that, but not the fun ones, like the ones that children like. So that's yeah. something like. Ah, uh, like, yeah. I have a, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that just did a master's in digital media marketing, and he said that one of his pals went on to get a job with TikTok, and their job was to go through TikTok videos and shadow ban ugly people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's that was a real their thing. Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got they got busted for that a few months ago, and they had to be like, "Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and then, we won't do it anymore. We will. We will do. It. We'll still do it. We'll find. We'll let just enough through that you won't notice. Yeah, it's crazy that that and you know there are depressing jobs, and then there's that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. bad. It's that, it, yeah, it's a whole yeah. new way to feel bad about yourself. But yeah. I guess is it that much different from like a hip nightclub bouncer? Of just being like, not you, not you. I have you never gone to what shoes you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, never gone any to any nightclubs hip enough for anyone to be refused. Yeah. Especially mm. me. So I used to I, work. I, I used to work in one, and those bouncers oh, yeah? were cold. What they were um, cold? What were the rules? So no trainers. No. Was it just if you looked? Um, Cool. It was for it know? was for uh, rich people and very oh, yeah. attractive poor people. Oh, yeah. So you could get in if you were uber rich. That was fine. So like Chelsea Football Club used to come through a lot. Um, we get like uh, oil people from like mm. Brunei and that kind of stuff. We get a lot of Russians in, uh, and then uh, a lot of like like young beautiful women, and that was the mix. Uh, and it was a weird place. It was a very strange yeah. atmosphere, uh, but um, they were happy. I didn't. I asked Sayona one time. I was like, "How did you do this?" Like, because it wasn't a nice club. It was fine, but there was nothing like special about it. it. Just looked like any other nightclub. And he said, "Honestly, I made it really hard to get in, and I charged four times what everyone else is charging, and rich people just showed up." Uh, what? What you do? That's such an easy hack. <laughs> yeah, it just works. Like we were charging. I think it was. 18 pounds, and this is a while ago, this is like 12, 15 years ago. Um, 18 pounds for a Bombay and tonic. Oh, what? Uh, oh, uh, what? Yeah, 
And that was bef- and that was when prices were even more reasonable. Like that was uh-huh. when you know if you paid more than like three fifty four pounds for Bombay and tonic, you were a maniac. That's and insane. and people just did it just to show off how much money they had. So every policy in the place was all about showing off how rich you could be. And so it was uh, two thousand pounds to sit down if you wanted a table. You had to spend a minimum of two thousand pounds. <laughs> I want to cry. <laughs> so yeah. si- sitting sitting was a status thing. Um, and then if uh, um, you ordered a bottle of like something good, like not good, but like expensive. So Grey Goose, something like that. Um, then our uh, waitresses who are also beautiful young women um, would come out in their little shorts and their little tops and they would have the bottles in their hands and there would be sparklers coming out of them so that everyone could see where the money was going. Uh, I have a question for, wow. sorry, for the North American. Um, yeah. is, this, is, that, is that called bottle service? It is called bottle service, yes. Because I don't really Ooh. understand what that is, and it's always mentioned in American films, and I'm always like, oh, ah. bottle service. I don't understand. It seems so, like people are just being brought the drinks, and but that's fancy. But it's with a show, so they know yeah. you're rich. And it's it's a wow. full bottle. So that and that's key. It's not like it's not some drinks. You're getting a full bottle of Grey Goose, and then you get the mixers for free. And um uh it was not worth it, but <laughs> But they didn't care. There was not that was not money to them. That's it not was what it about was. Yeah, showing off to people. And then when you got up to the real, like the highest level of it, um, they had theme songs. And so like the bottle what, service. Yeah, the if you were a regular, what would happen is um, if you spent, if you were a regular there and you'd earned this like VIP status, then you could pick a song. Um, like the ones that I remember are the Darth Vader song and the Batman song. Um, two two really upbeat jams because <laughs> fun guys, rich, you know? only rich white guys. <laughs> yeah, like... peak, peak rich white guy uh, soundtracks there. Yeah. And so, if you spent five grand, then on one order, not the whole night, one order, um, the uh, the waitresses would come out, sparklers, and the DJ would have to stop whatever they were playing and play your theme song while it went from the bar to your table. And I remember one night, and this is the reason I remember the the, the Darth Vader and Batman one, is because those two got into a, a war where it was like a playful, like, who can spend the most money thing. Oh my God. And it was it got to the point where they had their theme songs playing so regularly that we didn't get through a single song. Uh, and so dancers were starting to complain because they couldn't enjoy their night. Uh. And uh, yeah, our... Uh, that place made so much goddamn money. Like it was, it was the worst to work at. the 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 owner said no one is allowed to work there full time because no one makes it more than two months working there, more than three nights a week, because oh, the people are so toxic and so shitty that you just you will quit. And he's like, I don't need that turnover. So no one works more than three nights a week. Those are the rules. Wow. Yeah. And that would only be a better story if if it was Batman and Darth Vader doing that. That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just shines um, his little light on the ceiling and the waiters know <laughs> he wants another order. You know. um, uh, I will tell you, it's not a secret, but something you won't be surprised to hear is, is uh, when I go out, I always go out before the festival in Edinburgh and just have a drink. And mm-hmm. I always make sure, I always note what the price is. And last, I think last time there was a fringe, I went to City Cafe and had a gin and tonic for two fifty, and then like literally four days later, five pounds, and it's mm-hmm. like that's how they get you. Um, yeah. So I felt special for. I was, 
<laughs> I, I was a uh, uh, I was reading about I can't remember who it was, but these uh, uh, this guy who lived in New York was thinking about moving to Miami, and um, he went down there and he found this neighborhood that he was like, this is amazing. Like, I love this neighborhood. And so he, he wanted to buy a place or he wanted to rent a place. And it ended up being the same rent as his place in New York. And he was talking to his estate agent and he's like, why, who's paying this? And the guy went, New Yorkers. This whole neighborhood <laughs> is catered to New Yorkers. Have you not noticed that there's like a deli there and this park looks just like Beacon Park. And they basically built like a small New York neighborhood in the middle of this Miami. <laughs> town wow. and and so they were like yep yeah, new york people don't know what's cheap and so we'll just charge new york prices that's in this good. fake new york so it's uh yeah that's edinburgh just fake london we're all coming up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and not that it's cheap the rest of the year but it's even less cheap in, in august <laughs> yeah oh you know that's actually crazy. actually i lived in glasgow uh when i was a student and um I would weep with the price differences between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Like I used to I take taxis in Glasgow, like a rich person. Yeah. But like I've been told this since, you know, since I've lived in Scotland, I've always been told Edinburgh is so expensive, and and everything. But my rent is the same in Glasgow as it was in Edinburgh, and Ooh. I honestly don't see much of a price difference in in general life either. I wonder if that's because uh, you didn't live in student shitholes. Maybe you do. Potentially, potentially. <laughs> no, I'm not living in student student shitholes. I have. Uh, I mean, I only did that for a little tiny. I did that for my first uh, year at uni and didn't do it after that. But that was enough, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm not living in student shitholes. So yeah, I think maybe it's like because I would maybe say that my flat is similar location similar um kind of uh style i guess it's it's it would be it's still a two bed it's still um pretty central and everything so i yeah i'd say it's exactly the same and the price is exactly the same maybe it's maybe uh <laughs> mate hi maybe we um <laughs> Maybe when people go to Edinburgh, they just do fancier things because they feel like it's a fancier place. We've got to do I fancier think, though, things. I think there's a little bit of confirmation bias with this sort of thing, though. I think it's no, like... No, no, I won't hear that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that there's... I, I, You know, because I'm coming from Ireland, and in Ireland we don't have the same class structure as there is in the UK. You know, it's class isn't really a thing that people pay attention to in the same way. There's kind of there's yeah. other ways that we judge each other. Basically, yeah. a lot of them are or not. You're involved in the ga. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's just different ways of judging people that uh, and, and stuff. So coming over and living here, I'm definitely seeing this class system from an outside perspective, and. Yeah, it. I I think it's one of those things that the class system is. Um, it, this is probably going to sound really delicate. delicate. I think it's a load of bullshit. So uh... Uh, well, basically, I think I think it's it's held up a little bit by confirmation bias. Hmm. It yeah. you know people people from Glasgow are used to being told like, oh, Glasgow is such and such a type of place. It's it's it's. There's almost this thing yeah, of like people from Glasgow and... think 
yeah yeah that it, it is a working a city yeah yeah people see it as more of a working class city that it's it's you know got um, dangerous that was like yeah. you telling me how dangerous it is that's why it's <laughs> and, in all the films pretending to be american cities all right exactly. even though i've had a lovely time every time i've been there people have been yeah. so nice yeah. that's it's, I, and, it's built on a grid system that's, that's yeah <laughs> and it's it is founded on a much more working class a society than yeah, yeah. Edinburgh um and I do definitely that that is definitely uh there to a, a big extent but I think it's one of those things where if you're told enough that Edinburgh is more expensive than Glasgow then you're going to go to Edinburgh you're going to order a drink and you're going to say that's way more expensive than it would be <laughs> in this really cheap bar that I go to in, in Glasgow you know <laughs> it's, yeah because I was a student in Glasgow and uh a child in Edinburgh so mm-hmm. I guess I did child things in Edinburgh and they were nicer mm-hmm. than student things. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, w- I do maintain that the taxis are cheaper, though, because I have taken way more taxis in Glasgow. I don't know why. The, the, yeah. the fact that you do have to pay, you do have to pay a, you do have to pay a tax on it. And that is uh, the uh, viciously cheerful Glaswegian banter. I've had Away I've had from a them. nightmare with taxis in Glasgow. I don't get on well with them at all. Um, just Uh-oh. like I, I just haven't found a decent app. Like every app that I've tried, I've been cancelled on. Um, oh, this was and I've, pre-app. I've like this yeah, but this is like um, I'm getting um, cancelled on, and I, I'm struggling to get a lift home anytime I try and use a taxi. And yeah. so I'm just like, what is this? Because um, the one that I used in Edinburgh was amazing. City cabs, highly recommend. I will endorse city cabs to the end of time. I'll endorse time. city cabs. They got me home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> city cabs. You know what? They're, <laughs> Official taxi they're... service of the Untitled Twitch stream. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're probably not the cheapest or anything, but they provide a good service. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's also uh, it's also been ingrained in me since a very early age as a Scottish person with family from Aberdeen, which is the mm-hmm. cheapest part of Scotland. That taking a taxi anywhere is the fanciest, most yeah. self indulgent thing you could yes. possibly. Do. I don't know if that's a similar thing in Ireland, but it's just like I took. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I had to brace myself the other night to tell my mum I'd taken a taxi. And my boyfriend was like, why were you so stressed about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that not normal? Do people just take them in real life? Yeah. I, I remember I, I mean, remember seeing a guy taking a taxi in central London and thinking, ooh. Somebody's damn. a millionaire. Yeah. Mr. Monopoly is in town, I see. Yeah. I uh, I come from nice. a part of Ireland Tiger, where so fast. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> new command. Thank you. <laughs> well, the I the reason I love City Cab so much is the first time I came to Edinburgh was uh, the Fringe twenty eighteen, and it was just after um, there was a stand up who was murdered on her way mm-hmm. home from a gig in Adelaide. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forget her name. It's gone out of my head, but um, that had happened, and because of that. There was a fund set up to get female comedians home from gigs right. during yeah. Edinburgh, and the the account that that was with was with City Cabs. Mm. Um, so I started using them. Yes, Eurydice Dixon yeah. uh, was the name yeah. of of that um, stand up that was murdered, and um, so I 
got I got like 10 rides home out of it it was great um nice. but because I was I'd never been to Edinburgh before and I was staying out halfway out towards Leith um so I got a few lifts home but which is when... not as far as comedians always complain if <laughs> Everyone, everyone wants to stay in Edinburgh Castle, and they're like, "I had to take a bus." Anyway. <laughs> no, it's really not fine. But I'd never been to Edinburgh before, <laughs> and it was during that. a festival. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So you and didn't know where you were, yeah. I didn't know where I was and everything, so uh, it was really nice to get the uh, the free rides home. But um, I was caught. I was booking them, and then every time I was booking it in, they would call me and they would say, are you by yourself? And I said, yeah, I am. And they were like, right, we're going to prioritize your booking. We're going to send somebody straight to you. Amazing. And I thought, that was really fucking cool. And so I got yeah. into the taxi um, after that happened the first time. And I said, that's really great that you're doing that for this account or whatever. And he was like, what Like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, the, the getting female comedians home from gigs thing. And he was like, I don't like I don't know what you mean um I was like well, well you, you the woman on the phone said you prioritize my booking he was like oh that's just something we do um if a that's woman's awesome. by herself oh, we good. prioritize yeah. her booking and I was like oh that's so cool nice. um so that's why I use city cabs yeah <laughs> I remember I, I remember having a, like a moment of uh, realization of how like used to danger women are at night or like the threat of it where I walked um Alice Fraser and Laura Davis back to their apartment after a show so it was, it was a, uh, we'd done the late, the late, late show at a uh, assembly. And, um, and I was like, hey, it's, that's, I'll walk with you. It's at my neighborhood. And, um, and I walked away and they were like, where do you live? And when we got there and I was like, oh, it's a few blocks that way. And they're like, you didn't have to walk me. I was like, literally on the way here, you told me how last week a guy was murdered on your street. <laughs> I was a guy in a store working was murdered. And you're like, yeah. eh, we're fine. It's like, damn, <laughs> you are just ready. Like yeah. fucking hell. Constant yeah. yeah. <laughs> Head on a swivel. You're like the cast of Anchorman. <laughs> um, that's yeah. That's how I would have phrased it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from I'm from a part of Ireland where taxis just don't really exist. Mm. Uh, you know, like there's one guy that has a taxi, and his taxi is a van, and. Yeah he's just going around and basically it's whoever gets him gets yeah. the taxi home like there's no uh there's no serve there's no great service i think there's a few more set up in the past few years but yeah you just have to have a designated driver and that designated driver would have like three drinks but you know oh, yeah. um safe drinks <laughs> yeah i mean i'm from west cork which is close to kerry and Kerry basically had this whole movement where they wanted to allow drink drivers for people for people living in the countryside because it's just like <laughs> we cannot go to the pub. <laughs> Taxis don't exist. How are you? How can we go to a pub that's three miles away from where we live? Yeah, and, you and not be allowed to drive home. Like <laughs> the idea of asking people to to not drink was that was too much. ridiculous. It's <laughs> yes, yeah, asking a lot, Eleanor. As that but like. <laughs> That there were people, there were uh, t uh, TDs, M MPs. There were mm -hmm. MPs that were um, advocating it, advocating for that. Like that was a <laughs> proper political agenda on Incredible. people's campaigns. Um, so funny. 
I I randomly said three miles, Tet. You're getting into the nitty gritty. It was they would be very far away from pubs. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was the Healy Rays, Tiger Tiger, the Healy Rays. Um, I don't think this is on purpose, and I didn't. I I'm not I'm not making an equation here, but me and my friends did do a kind of backpacking around the Balkans thing, and and we had a very similar. But we were meant to go interrailing because we're middle class mm -hmm. but they, they decided to dig up all the train tracks at the time we went so we did a mm -hmm. lot of buses and um what we found in albania is that they don't have like a public transport thing they just have mini buses and if you find one you get in it and then like it was only after we got home from the trip we were like wow we could have died at any point yeah. from, <laughs> from people trafficking from being kidnapped or just from the fact that Many of the surfaces of the roads were not were not like one of the yeah. vans had a full crack full through the windscreen. It was uh, wow. But, you know, you don't think about that at the time. Um, and uh, when we got to the Montenegrin border, we didn't we hadn't arranged a taxi, and we were like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" And so this nun picked us up because she obviously <laughs> thought we were stupid. And um, and the whole time we were like, first of all, she was an insane driver. We had to like swerve a donkey. It was all like. It was all like what Americans picture Albania as like. Um, and then afterwards, we were like, she couldn't, have, she might not have been a nun. She could have been like an international people smuggler, but you know, she just looked nice. Anyway, she, it was fine. We didn't die. So that's good. But you just, you it's can't. It's all really gland know. in hindsight, yeah. but yeah. You can't think about it at the time. Otherwise, you wouldn't do anything. You just. Be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had that when um, I went to uh, Croatia with my girlfriend years ago when I was like uh, 19 or 20. And um, um, we showed up on this island. We had no idea where to go. We were deeply unorganized people. We were like, we'll just find a place. And so oh. we got off the ferry and um, we're looking around and everyone's sort of leaving. And this old woman just looked right. She was like, those two. And she just walked right up. She's like, you need a place to stay. <laughs> we were like, yep. Yeah, that absolutely woman. correct. And she's like, knows what she's doing. You're staying at my house. And we went okay <laughs> so we and, just went and we stayed with this old woman and her 40 year old son and while we, <laughs> i remember while we were there in in the bedroom we were just like this is a, this is definitely how people get murdered right this is 100 how that happens and it was fine she made us a great breakfast we yeah. left the next day it was lovely but it was very much like oh we we're bad at this we're the, yeah we're the, we're the rabbits that see the carrot under the box with the stick and we're like <laughs> i can probably get that carrot though there's <laughs> only going to be two types of people waiting for you in those places. It's going to be very kind old ladies or murderers, and yeah. sometimes yeah. they can merge, but luckily not on that occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we stayed with a lot of random people on that trip, um, but because uh, I was with my friend Hazel, who has this like attitude where she's just like, "Why don't we do this?" And you're like, "Okay, Hazel's Hazel's a doctor, so." She probably knows what she's doing. Uh, and I just trust anything she does. And then, it, so, you know, we'll be in a random country and she'll be like, why do you, why, why do we do this? And it's like, oh, okay, Hazel's saying we can do it. But then in retrospect, I'm like, that's nuts. Why? She's nuts. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she's a doctor. <laughs> right? Every time I unmute my my microphone, oh, that truck starts it? starts backing up again. That's <laughs> like, I, keep, I keep muting it. As soon as I unmute it, boop. Um, I, I can't do that. I'm completely agoraphobic. And so 
I need to know where I'm going all the time and I find it really stressful when other people make plans and I have to go along with it because I I, think I that's just sensible. I I I it's not even like trying to be responsible or anything. I just can't do it. I'm so afraid all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I'm mostly like that, but this thing about Hazel's like so last <laughs> last um August when li things lifted a bit we went to Rome for two days because she was like do you want to go to Rome and I was like yeah and Hazel's a doctor so it's probably fine right? <laughs> and then we spent the whole we had a really good time and it was great and we were very very careful about COVID super careful super careful get back uh Hazel stayed on for a few days in Pisa with her boyfriend and I'm like how are you still COVID free and she's like yeah but I got Lyme's disease no. Um, she was uh she was in the countryside and then a tick got on her but it was kind of a funny you know it's like uh we were too busy thinking about covid to worry about the lyme's disease wow it's a raid we got raided welcome questing times that's fun because i raided questing time earlier so this has gone full Ooh, circle this full is great circle. are any of you let us know if you're still here from chris's stream yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't moved in like four I'm hours I was with some of the Questing Time people yesterday. Oh, online, in real life, yeah. They're good people. A... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Eleanor, we're going to do a quick raid video, and then I want to hear that story. Here we go. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. <laughs> and we're back. I, Chris, I wish I had a scene I was just about to say, Chris, how do you feel when we show new people the show? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's so exciting. I'm, always, I'm so aware of it. <laughs> it's so fun. I Because I forget about it. I forget that it's gone super weird. And... Yeah. The, it starts with the words suck my beard dry and then it's us like disembodied heads on weird bodies and there's a lot there's a lot going on but there's a lot going on i think it's our best foot forward i think we yeah. look real good yeah questing time paul you've got it bang on um to hell with context yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what did you do with the questers oh last night we went to a vr a vr event in I saw a picture of that. That's yeah, right. and we did Halloween themed VR stuff, and I've never done any of it before, oh. and it was a lot of fun and so um, surprisingly sweaty. <laughs> I saw I saw two tweets about it, and both of them called you soulless. Yeah, <laughs> so we were playing. There was a haunted house game, and I think I in my head because the email. Here we go. Like, Elner has no fear. Yeah, she has ice in her veins. I think I was prepped for it to be like the scariest thing I'd ever seen. But the the game I played was actually it was a haunted house game, and you were meant to get through it as quickly as possible. And um, what I was I think I was picturing Eldritchian horrors, but it was mostly floating furniture. So I was I was just quite calm and collected, I think, okay. and, and annoyed. It, they, you know, they were sort of crowding me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like a shower uh, curtain, like the couches were trying like, to like. Well, she would move in front of you, and you had to try and get through it as quickly as possible. And there was a couple of like creepy babies and things, but um, I hate I think a creepy I just, baby. Yeah, I th I think I was so I think I was in a really practical mindset that I mean, you know I was more it's more about 
it's not about the journey. It's about getting there, which is totally not the point of it. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love this. There's a, there was a point where Eleanor said, oh, is the horror the desecration of art? <laughs> yeah, there was some really bad, um, there was some paintings in it that had been creepily vandalized and uh, yeah. I made a little quip and everyone, nice. everyone enjoyed that. But it was it's a it good was, quip. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you guys done v VR? No. No, never done it. I that would love to give time. it a try. It's uh it was it was good. It's I I can see how people in, in dystopian films can live in VR or worlds forever. Yeah. Yes. But also you can only move like one step in each direction, so not for long. Is it, are you, um, uh, uh, cause I've seen some of them where there's like a treadmill that goes in all directions. Yeah. And so you can like run and you can move, but you're sort of hemmed in. So like, like you're, you're attached to a harness, so you can't, yeah. you'll never run anywhere, but your character can keep moving. Or were you just on the ground and you have to sort of stomp like you're in the army? You don't even stomp. You just stand there and you push a button and that moves you. So you can oh, kind okay. of move around with the control things. But, uh, none of the ones I did. Me and me and Paul did one where we uh, we shot some zombies on the subway. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> I think I did shoot Paul quite a few times by accident. Um, sure. But yeah, no, there's not a lot of well, like the rooms. Yeah, we show each other the the room, uh, the real life room limits come into view, so you know that you're going to bang into a wall and stuff. So oh, okay, it's not quite at, at the Tron. I'm going to say the Tron levels, but I haven't actually seen Tron. Okay. So. Ready Player One. Yeah, you know the you know the films with the VR in them. Yeah, no. it's not it's not quite there yet. Um, okay, but at the end of San Junipero, you are uploading your soul. I yeah, if it continues to improve. Yeah. <laughs> would you? Uh, are you guys like? Would you like be freaked out by doing VR, or are you like? I'll yes. give it a go. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I'm. I'm not I, into it at all. I have no, I'd I'm not interested. I have no curiosity about it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want it in my house because then I think yeah. that way madness lies. Yeah, it's yeah. something you try in like a science museum. <laughs> yes. Mm. You know? <laughs> exactly. Or or like a designated place like this one, which really yeah. like when like a VR place, all it really is is a series of empty rooms. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, that you so fill with your imagination. Wow. <laughs> like, like Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> they were too cheap to, to build more sets. So this comment from Kimmer is, uh, I can't do it because it makes me want to blow chunks. Um, there was something I heard about recently is that VR is really, really not designed well for women. Um, oh. That oh, like center of gravity? I, no. Something like that. I'm not, I forget why. Oh, I actually think it was in a TV it show. We're, we're too scared. No, it's like, it's, it's science, like, I forget why, but it is, it's some scientific thing, but that loads of women get really motion sick from it because. I, I did get a bit motion sick. Yeah, that it's like designed from. I don't I don't understand the science enough to make this make sense but it was in a TV show that I saw and they were basically um it became like a feminist plot point of this TV show and oh, wow. um 
they they were like we need to go and use a VR company that specializes in catering this stuff to women um and so like it is actually possible to cater VR to women but most companies don't do it because yeah. that's the world <laughs> yeah it's like how uh, our phones are too big for our tiny hands yeah i can't do um i can't in, on my phone i can't take a selfie with one hand because the no. phone is too big no. I can only do it when that's I... That's the worst thing about being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do it when I use... So I can't do it with the like actual camera button. I can only do it if you use the volume button. That takes a picture as well. Yes. Um, okay. So I can only do it that way. Um, but yeah, the the whole world is rigged against us. <laughs> well, we keep, um, we keep just testing things on men and then assuming yeah. it'll be fine. There's a yeah. lot of that. And then Ooh. and then once it's done, we're just like, but it doesn't work for women. They're like, but we already spent all this money. Yeah. And this exactly. is this bit's for nerds, anyways, right? Yeah. VR <laughs> ladies don't like nerd women, things. Everyone knows that. For video yeah. <laughs> but women are 40% more likely to be injured or die in a car accident because all seatbelts and airbags are designed for men and tested that on men out. and yeah. men sized dummies and everything like that. Yeah. It's just little things like that. Traffic lights crossing the road. It's in line with the stride of a man's walk, like an average height man. So most women will have to like jump and skip to get across the road before the light changes. No I way. I have a long-legged ex-boyfriend who uh, who didn't uh, understand why I couldn't keep up with him when we were going at yeah. the same pace. <laughs> 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 tragic. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So it's it's because. The, the 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 set doesn't fit our heads very because well, we have tiny. Is that are you are you reading the article as well? I'm trying to. I'm I, I'm tr I was trying to skim it. From, oh, from Ted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taken together, the results suggest that gender differences and cyber sicknesses may be largely contingent on whether or not the VR display can be fit to the IPD of the user. Tet, what does IPD mean? mean? With a substantially greater proportion of females unable to achieve a good fit. Um, can you please tell us what IBT, IPD is? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that it's it's not oh, interpupillary inter distance. Oh, it's how oh, far apart your eyes are. That's about butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because our eyes are different widths apart. Yeah. yeah. And you got stupid yeah. close eyes, not like our normal width eyes. Yeah. So are, we, are, yeah. are ours closer or, or are yours closer? Ours are closer. Ours are Hold closer. on, everyone get real close to the camera and let the, let the we have smaller faces. Vote now. <laughs> Whose eyes are closest together? Start a poll. <laughs> All right. Distance cool. between the center of your eyes. Some headsets can be adjusted with a certain within a certain range. Okay. I have Chris's I eyes are closest together. <laughs> you and your stupid wide apart eyes. <laughs> I mean, does, uh, like Fern Brady has a great bit. I'm sure uh, that's such a funny about, bit. Yeah, about the uh, yeah. <laughs> eyes being too wide apart. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out I look like a hammerhead shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great bit. I actually can't remember the rest of that bit, and I saw that show. I want to say like thirty-eight times. It, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I did support for it once, and then um I teched it for the full. And thing. then you just 
went to it loads from oh okay yeah. oh you were checking I, it okay cool, cool. i was checking it yeah um but yeah it's a great show it's on bbc for anybody that wants to watch it it is on bbc iplayer at the moment so go and watch mm-hmm. fern brady's show because she's the best head size <laughs> i do have a tiny head so i did feel a bit sick there was a point where um it felt a bit like i was skiing Mm. Uh, and I felt sick. But the the thing that scared me the most, more than like the the jump scares and the zombies and things, was um there was a bit in one of the games where I had to walk out onto a plank of wood on the edge of a skyscraper, skyscraper, and that felt more real than obviously yeah. any of the other stuff. Uh, and it was a really weird feeling when I jumped off. Oh god! And then, <laughs> yeah, and but then the guy said no one else had done it because they were all too scared, and I was like, okay, but. The ground is there. It's not so, yeah. like the technology is not that good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How is it? Was was there a bit of faith in the leap, though? Was there like yeah, because I, we we get weird with feelings yeah. of just like you know what? I mean, maybe the ground will disappear. Who who knows? Maybe. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. My brain was definitely confused enough to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. Yeah. Um, are we sure? It's like you know when you are falling asleep and you jump awake. Mm. You know, yes. you know, you're falling oh, yeah, asleep and then you jump awake again. <laughs> I know that, that is your body going. Wait, did we check our environment before going asleep? Are we safe? That's like a fucking caveman instinct. Yeah. Oh, I heard it was some. I heard that it was um, because we sort of, uh, when you go to sleep, we all our body basically shuts down, and so to a certain degree, there's a certain amount of like paralysis that goes on. Um, and so sleep paralysis is that lasting further than it should. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so it's the thing that everyone does when they're asleep but then you sort of wake up and you're aware and you still can't move your body yeah. um and so what i heard is that that what that thing is is when you jolt up that's your brain sending test signals through just to make sure that you actually are paralyzed so it can do all the work around it yeah. and so if you're not fully asleep then it jolts you out and that's why it's so sort of jarring oh. yeah have you, guys, have you guys ever had sleep paralysis no I thank haven't. god no no, I get either. killer nightmares, but I've never had sleep paralysis. You know who else gets, uh, Matt Hyten actually gets, have you guys heard his bit about that? He gets like, he, he will wake up screaming in the night, terrifying. But no, really? I've never had, yeah, I've never had any sleep paralysis. I, I, I remember when I was very young, I used to have awful, awful, awful dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And wildly, uh, one day my, my I've got an older half sister. She gave me a dream catcher. And it immediately worked. And I know it's placebo. Yeah. The second I put it up, I slept like a baby, didn't have those nightmares ever again. It really, yeah, it was wild. Magic is real. It's one or the other. I mean, it's either that this this stick string combo with a few beads and a (laughs) feather that was definitely not handmade. Or blessed at any point, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, imbued, or uh, uh, or I was just scared of the world, and it made me less afraid. Baldy, that's terrifying. I apparently used to sleep with my arms crossed across my chest and my eyes open, with pupils in the back of my head. That's so creepy. Vampire. <laughs> that's so creepy. Yeah, no, I I did get dream catchers when I was a kid, and I can't remember if they worked for me or not. I think they did for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the past few years I have gotten awful nightmares. Um, Gotta I still, get I one. I still get the is most that, nights. 
Is that like, do you know why, or is that just happened? I think I yeah. do. Are you being punished? Um, Have you wronged the universe? <laughs> is this a karma thing? You know a guy called Frederick Kruger. um yeah i do know why and it is something i'm talking to my therapist about um well we won't we won't no i mean i say loads of shit on this show anyway Um, yeah no we've we've heard most of it it's all we've heard a lot of it yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's it they're they're ptsd nightmares but yeah because i uh i started get i not nightmares but i started remembering every single dream i have now once i'm online uh, anti-anxiety medication uh, and it's very tiring because they're mostly boring dreams about <laughs> losing my keys or be- missing a train or the favourite one as I get yeah. to a gig and for some reason the promoter goes, everyone else has pulled out could you could you cover four hours? Uh, <laughs> and I was going, I guess I'll have to for some reason <laughs> so uh, that just makes I me spoke- feel like I've never had what a, a pro. Like sleep yeah <laughs> I've spoken to so many people who started doing Twitch who say they have oh. the dream that they're still streaming when they're doing Whoa. something else oh, wow. or that people are like watching them fucking have a shower or get dressed or make food like people are watching them while they're doing yeah. like so yeah. many people so many streamers have had the, these dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. I unplug yeah. my camera now because I've forgotten to turn off my stream so many times. <laughs> That I just, it's now every time, as soon as I'm off, boop, USB out because can't be trusted. I I did forget to turn off my stream once and got naked in front of the camera. (laughs) But I had raided and nobody saw it. I'm 99% sure nobody saw it. And I got rid of the VOD. Yeah. Um, yeah, you I, reala- <laughs> I realized it really quickly, so I don't think anybody ever clocked. But fuck the night the the dreams came after that. I think <laughs> uh, mine are always like I'll be I'll be just answering emails or watching a YouTube video, and I'll just get a message from someone on Twitch being like, "You know, you're streaming, right?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> cool." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, now they know how boring I am. Yes. Well, I. <laughs> My, my paranoia is like, what if I haven't turned off my webcam for whatever reason? And then I, mm. I'm like, well, logically, if anyone wants to watch me doing my shit, just having a boring day, then they, then go for it, guys, you know, because mm. uh, you've got to play it out. But I, I got one of those uh, tiny little camera cover things that just slides back and forward. Uh, Ooh, recommend. I kind of want one of them. Yeah, it make it, it looks profesh, but you just you just get it from Amazon and stick it on. Mm. Uh, I used to use blue tack, but yeah. I used <laughs> duct tape on my old computer and then I never used the it was in a pre-zoom time. We didn't need our yeah, webcam. We didn't need a webcam. And so, they were also uh, shite as well. <laughs> I went to take it off and it was there was so much tape residue that that camera was just dead anyway. There was no <laughs> there's nothing that could be done. Yeah. I mine this turns is... it like turns on the stand so I could ah. turn it around if I want to, but I don't do that. I really should get into a habit of cl- of covering this up though. <laughs> yeah, I mean if it's USB, like, just I unplug don't change. it. I don't change right here, so it's fine. <laughs> no, that's good. For now. Um right. so Cold Rife says uh, uh, I'm one of the few people that cannot remember their dreams. Uh, I have them, but my conscious self doesn't remember them. I don't remember the good ones. I also don't remember the bad ones when I wake up with adrenaline. I'm exactly the same. I never remember my dreams. 
And my wife remembers all of her dreams. <laughs> and so we'll wake up and she'll be like, I dreamt about this. What did you dream about? I'll be like, we've been together for eight years. You know the answer to that. <laughs> Nothing. No fucking clue. Uh, you can train yourself into remembering them. Um, yeah. Right? I don't know how you start if you don't, don't remember them anytime, but uh, if you remember some of them and you start writing them down as soon as you wake up, you can you actually will start to remember them better and in more detail. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah well, like you can practice it. I mean, I've heard the whole thing of like you can, um, what's the word, lucid dreaming, you can train yourself mm -hmm. to be conscious yeah. in your dreams, but uh, yeah, Dave Green does that, right? a lot of effort, really. Does it yeah. I've had that. I have had lucid dreams where I've been able to control what goes on a bit. Um, it's still That's it's really VR. stressful. I find it really stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because it's never um, you don't get to choose what's happening. Uh, yeah, but don't see. you? Isn't that the whole point? I know nothing well, about lucid dreaming. In my mind, it's very much sort of like, oh, I know where I am. I'm God now. Dragons. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can make the entire world. Uh, your your own inception type thing or uh or maybe i always just thought you could it was just like okay i can move around and choose my own decisions i don't know i like i don't know because it's sort of i've gone back and forth between trying to write down my dreams and i think probably because i've had bad times with them um but i've had things where i can reset a dream like no. if i if i feel like i fucked up this storyline i can go back and do it again mm. um that's and I cool. don't like, yeah. yeah like I don't, choose your I don't, own adventure dream. Yeah, sort of. Now it's not. It's not something that regularly comes up, but it has happened. And then um, the one recurring thing that I have is that I can breathe underwater. It's like there's there's just this recurring. It different things happen to get me underwater, but for some reason the method of being able to breathe underwater is always the same, and I'm always quite in control of that. But it's it's a stressful thing as well. Okay. Um, so, so maybe I don't know what that's way, about. <laughs> you were a salmon? <laughs> yeah. Very potentially. Um, uh, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> or uh, I drowned. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel um, like I, I could have drowned in another life. <laughs> yeah, so, some Mr. Steve Mooney's... He said, I have a dream where I can only move very slowly when trying to run. And I have that too. Like everything you're doing is in the water. Like you're trying to run, mm -hmm. you're trying to, mm -hmm. if you're trying to punch something, it's just kind of, ugh. yeah. Like nothing I, is of, quite. Yeah. One of the last oh, dreams that I remember was running from a spider. Woo! And it was like a giant, like uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter number two spider. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I'm just running through the woods. It's just me and the spider. It's nighttime. I'm running. It's running. It never gets any closer, but it never gets any farther away. So it's just there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd wake up in a cold sweat. This is pre-Dreamcatcher. Uh, I'd wake up in a cold sweat, panicked. And then I'd finally get back to sleep. And when I'd get back to sleep, I'd wake up in a clearing in the same woods. And the spider was just lying down, just waiting for me. Uh, oh, I hate that. And then I'd no, start running, and then like it would that. start chasing me again, and it was the same. And it would happen three or four times in a night. Like I would always wake up in the same place, and it was the fact that it wasn't. I wasn't still running. It was just like, God, thank God you're back. Let's all right. Let's go. It would just. <laughs> and what emotion do you think that spider represents? 
I think my innate dopeness. My, my <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the boring, the other the other comedy related one I have is I'm doing I'm doing the set, but either either the jokes aren't I'm not saying them properly, or people mm-hmm. keep trying to talk or interrupt or just like, and then yeah, yeah that's I just wake up like really annoyed. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like you you just can't you can't do the thing. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. can't do the thing. It feels like you're so close to doing it. Uh, but yeah. apparently, during lockdown, people's dreams got more exciting because life got really boring. I mm. don't know if that. But also, true. stress went up. Yeah, yeah. it was stressed but bored. Mm. It was yeah. very, the worst of both yeah. worlds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was going to cough was... into my elbow there, but that's not. There's no point. Yeah, you're at home. <laughs> Cough freely. Cough. <laughs> it's not COVID. Not that again. Not that that is a concern to either of you. But no, I. But I. I do that though. And we. We don't want you to have COVID, Eleanor. You're a friend of the stream oh, now. Yeah. 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 But even if I had it, you couldn't catch it. The um, the relief on people's faces when I cough and I go no 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 I smoke and they go oh good oh, that's so <laughs> nice. it's another thing. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, oh, I thought you were gonna die. Fuck, oh, hey, fuck, that's so good. So. I uh, I had a couple of um, for some reason during the past week. Well, not for some reason. I was eating out a lot, but I was eating mm. chili a couple of times. And we went to this one uh, Mexican restaurant. They had this really hot chili sauce, and we all kind of tried it. And I was fine with it initially. And even when it got really spicy, it was okay. But then uh, somebody was like, just put a bit of sauce on that little bit of taco that you have and fucking just eat it. Just just eat that. Mm. And I I did it out of nothing other than bravado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were with your brother. That's when that shit comes I out. I was with my that's brother. The, it's the worst time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Spain. I was picturing yeah. Barcelona. No, this was in Spain, and uh, yeah, so I ate it, and then it would have been fine, but for some of it just got caught in my throat, mm. and I just, I was coughing, I but it was so spicy, and I just had tears streaming down my face, <laughs> um, but yeah, I couldn't, couldn't stop coughing for a while, because it just basically lit my throat on fire, Um and then, yeah, I was just like, God, everyone, like, it just, it's so filthy to cough now. Mm. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. It's just not good. It's like, you know, I I always remember, and I still have no idea if this is a true thing or not, but uh, you, you would always hear those things about, oh, you're not allowed to sneeze in China in public. Mm. And I'm, it, now it's just like, I feel like we've kind of gone that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember thinking that, that their whole mask culture was OTT. Yeah. yeah. What a fool. What a fool indeed. Yeah, it's so... I f- and I feel like masks are going to be normal for a while, at least. Well, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, in London, maybe the rest of England, everyone is being very slapdash, and it is very yeah. annoying. It's yeah. real bad. That was even even at the height, people weren't wearing them. Like, because I lived yeah. near Finsbury Park, and... Yeah nobody like maybe three out of a hundred people no joke Ugh. wearing masks yeah and i was like you i gotta go this is awful and now i read i read today i read today that um uh 
a new form of Delta Plus has emerged in the UK. And it's like, oh, I wonder why. We're always <laughs> innovating, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's still, um, you know, it's it's still, uh, in Scotland, you still have to wear it on public transport and other yeah. things yeah. as well. And um, yeah, and I always forget when I get on a train here, you know, I always forget that it's not mandatory on the train and stuff. Mm. It, uh, I, I don't see why it's not because it's such it's it does not inconvenience anyone. But no, no. it's mandatory everywhere here, and we have uh, you're not allowed inside anywhere without a vaccine. You have to show proof of your wow. vaccine, or else you yeah. can't come in. And you can't ride the bus without a mask. Uh, can't ride. Uh, can't get on planes without proof of vaccine or anything like that. And you have to wear a mask the whole time. Um, and it's great. Like doing shows has been fantastic because yeah, you feel safe. Yeah, and also like a, a host pointed it out on Saturday where he was like, these vaccine passports are fucking amazing because it means anti-vax people can't get in. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to. Oh, that's so nice. They just can't physically be here. It's the best. <laughs> There's no worry of them heckling that's or being amazing. psychos or anything. No worry yeah. of them putting us in danger. They're fucking out there. That's good. I did, Tiger. Uh, oh, oh yeah. go on. Oh, I, I was. Uh, what? Uh, uh. Uh, no, I, I just I just did a sketch the other week uh, about the sort of paralleling this with the 1918 Spanish flu, and mm. I got a couple of vac anti-vaxxers like in the comments on the um, on the TikTok, and uh, it was just really weird. Like they are so the mandate the mandatedness of stuff is what they're very furious about, mm. um, and uh, it's just weird to me that it's. I mean, it doesn't make it, we know it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, it was. No, it was yeah. There's no internal it was, logic. It was funny what what angered them and what didn't. Mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, well, it's uh, very it's fun dealing with them because it's all feelings. Yeah, all there's feelings, no all there's no base. It's just they're just believing what they choose to believe in the moment, and it's sort of wild. You never know which way it's going to go. And <laughs> uh, so it's a lot. It's like it reminds me of dealing with like my young nieces when they were like four or five. Yeah, you don't know what's going to set them off. It could yeah. be a balloon. It could be they might love or hate this <laughs> balloon. I don't know which way it's it's too red. You go, ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. there's I saw one TikTok actually that was a really good he had made it loop and I forget exactly the questions that he asked, but it was basically the questions he was asking anti-vaxxers and their responses being um like oh you can't tell me what to do with my body and then he follows it up with a question of uh so you agree that women should be allowed to get abortions yeah and mm -hmm. you know it, but the way he phrased it all and then made the video loop it just shows you how these questions like how their logic just yeah. keeps going around in this endless circle of bullshit yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole reason is just i don't want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't, don't want to. Do I decided to believe one person over another person randomly mm -hmm. because why not? Not randomly because uh, they made me feel like I was right. They made me feel like maybe the world is is unsafe and maybe the government is bad. Mm. Uh, which I mean, this is all true. It's just that you know, it's it's funny to me that as, as someone with OCD who spends all my time overthinking. Mm catastrophes it's funny to me that people like anti-vaxxers have to think up new ways for us to be in trouble as a species like secret pedophile rings and um 
and you know microchips in our bloodstream when there are so many real things that yeah. are just awful. <laughs> but, oh, but they'd man. have to deal with those. That's the. That's they don't want to do. Yeah, they don't want to deal with the real ones. They don't yeah, you'd have to follow through, and then you'd become like a, 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 a what's the word? Um, advocate or um, a spokesperson. Yeah, or an activist. Uh, oh, because then the, if you're actually like, going to deal with a real problem, then you have to deal with it and you have to be active in the community. And they don't want to do that. They just want to. This is like when, when you put as much effort into avoiding doing something as you would have doing it. And you're like, I should have just yeah. done it. Yeah, when, yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't want to brush my teeth so bad that I would. Um, and I remember one time my dad smelled my breath and he was like, you didn't brush your teeth. I don't smell mint. So I would put as much time putting toothpaste on my finger and just rubbing it <laughs> on the inside of my mouth so that when I came out, he would be like, all right, fair enough. And I ended up getting a ton of cavities. Like I was worse off yeah. for having faked it. But again, exact same amount of time, exact same, same amount, amount of time. Work. Just a principle of it. Yeah, just, you, yeah, just um, being a baby. I got really... Yeah. Um, there was a clip of uh, Sarah Silverman's podcast and she talked about um, flossing her teeth. She floss, she takes really good care of her teeth, but she said it was because when she used to go to the dentist as a kid, every year she'd go for her checkup and the dentist would say, you didn't floss your teeth, you didn't floss your teeth. And she would be like, he's like, he's just going to keep saying that. Like, it doesn't matter if I actually floss my teeth. So one year she was like, I'm going to floss my teeth every single day this year and see if he even notices she went back the next year and he was like oh you have been, you've been flossing your teeth like within a second of looking in her mouth he wow. went oh, you've been flossing your teeth and she was like fuck it wow. must actually be important and Gosh. i heard that and now i, I can't i have to floss, floss my teeth <laughs> i'm very sad to hear that i hate flossing that but she followed out. it up with loads of like um how your gums are actually linked to so much of your heart health and like mm. your general um health that yeah. I was just like, oh, now I just have another thing, <laughs> thing <laughs> to freak myself out about. Because so I'm, I get really, I do get kind of, I've, I, you know, I would have always kind of dosed off flossing a bit, but I do take quite good care of my teeth. I've never had any fillings or fissure caps or, uh, I've never had anything bad with my teeth, um, aside from you know the whole braces breaking my jaw, flossing thing. in real time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, now I just have this paranoia about losing my teeth. It's always it's always the thing that you never thought of before because you always thought I don't need to worry about that thing, and then someone's like, "Have you have you worried about that thing?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got this covered. What about your flank? No. I'm so susceptible to things that scare me. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, literally, I always... I told you about the bloody water thing I started doing a while ago, Chris. <laughs> is that bloody is in the British sense of water or bloody water? Which are we... No, the British sense. Okay, um, cool. Good. All right. The, the, stupid, the stupid water thing I was doing. <laughs> well, basically... um. I always knew this thing about, you know, when you uh, are getting water from a tap, you have to put it onto the cold and leave it run a couple of seconds so that you're getting the drinking water. Well, now I'm, I just, I've developed this thing of, I'm not getting the drinking water. So my brain is just like, but it's not, 
drinking water you're you're not drinking drinking so i have to keep fucking refilling the glass and i just keep i'm just in this fucking loop and my brain is just playing tricks on me um but i forget why i started this point <laughs> uh, we were oh, talking um, about the flossing being linked to things oh, yeah, and then yeah, things so, uh, didn't I think you had to worry about yeah, yeah. so i i had I knew that the whole time. I always knew that that's the drinking water and then there's hot water from a tank. But for some reason, it was when I got the... Um, I had to do a quick risk assessment when I moved into my new flat. And part of a risk assessment when you move into a flat is meant to be that they show you um, the, the thing about Legionnaire's disease in taps. And just for oh, some reason... Is that a Scottish thing? That, no, that's an all-water taps thing. There was I've a, never an heard of that. In Edinburgh a few years ago, but may, maybe, yeah. but yeah, wow. I I think this this landlord is like so by the book. Okay, so That's by it. the book. Yeah, no it's one's really ever said the words Legionnaire's disease to me in my life. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's where it's where you have stagnant water in a tap, and it causes a bacteria buildup, and it's called it's Legionnaire's a, disease. It was something. It happened in somewhere in America because there was a, mm. a Legionnaire's conference happening. And they, some of them died, and it turned out because of the water. Yeah, uh, oh. it's one of those things where you're like, that sounds like they mean legionnaires, like the soldiers. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just when he, but I, I, I knew about legionnaires' disease. Like it wasn't new information to me, but for some reason, getting this risk assessment thing just made my brain go, oh, you're not allowed to not think about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's so many, so many wonderful things that I'm like a massive yeah. hypochondriac. So yeah, so COVID was very, um, has been very stressful as someone who actively tries to combat their like OCD hypochondria mm. by going like, I'm going to not thoroughly wash my hands after doing this hygienic thing. Not the loo. I always wash my hands after the loo guys. Um, mm. You know, and then COVID comes along and it's like, actually do do all the stuff that, Everyone yeah. told me it was excessive. Because yeah. now yeah. you should worry, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I was right, but I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I and think then... you, you and I have the same thing going on. <laughs> yeah, I think you might, you might. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> I still um, in our in my parents' new house, the, the drinking water is and is the same in all taps like <coughs> you have a thing where like the upstairs water wasn't drinkable and the downstairs water yeah. was yeah. yeah so in this house it's all the same water but i still don't drink the upstairs water at their house because i'm like that's the bad water yeah, um, yeah. i totally Jesus. get that <laughs> did you see this macaroni princess australian comedian alistair trombley virtual has a story two rats died in his water tank and the plumber estimated they'd been oh. there about three years Oh so we've been drinking God. and bathing in that for a long, nasty time. Oh my God. How did he not die, though? I have to ask: Is um is Alistair is Alistair Trumbly Birchill, uh, Alistair Beckett King's Australian? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I just said alter ego with, with a hat with corks on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, wow. that's yeah, that's horrible. That's really. No. I mean. You guys know about Elisa Lam, the whole. Um, no. Uh, do you guys do you know about the Cecil Hotel or the Cecil? The Americans say Cecil Hotel in, uh, in which LA. It's uh, it sounds like something I've heard of. Yeah, it's a Skid Row dodgy hotel. It's kind of notorious for having like links to like lots of 
like dodgy people have stayed there over the over time, like serial killers and things. But in the early, uh, yeah, there's a Netflix doc in the early 2000s, a girl stayed there from Canada and she was found dead in the water tank. And there's a whole load of theories, but basically Ooh. she was probably just very mentally ill. But she was like the reason the, the reason the reason they found her uh, was because um, people started saying the water tastes weird um in their rooms Ugh. yeah so oh i know yeah i do love them name name oh, anyone and name any murder story and i probably there's know one about there's it. one sort of like that from ireland of a woman in a, a hotel and she ended up in a she they don't know how she got into the swimming pool but she was found mm. in the swimming pool but it's one of those things where they they wrote it off as like a suicide but there's a bit of a conspiracy theory thing yeah. going on because there was this, the one kind of thing that didn't line up was the fact that she couldn't have locked the doors the way they were locked from the inside. Yeah. So it's just a bit like, ooh. <laughs> but, but I could also it was, see someone who walked in, saw a dead lady, panicked, ran. Yeah. You know, ah! there's any sort of... The Macaroni Prince is asking if I know the murder story about the guy who got shot in the scrotum watching Iron Man 2. No. And, and now I can't remember any of the other information. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that started. No, I've never heard that. Are you but, familiar uh, with Robert Picton, the oh, pig farmer? Canadian pig farmer. Yeah. Yes, so he, yeah. he used to kill uh, sex workers and then uh, uh, and then feed them to the pigs. Um, mm. and, nice uh, way to get rid of a body. Here's a yeah. We also the snatch. Uh, the um, the um, here's a here's an addendum you can add onto that, Eleanor. Uh, my friend's prom was catered by the Picton Pig Farm. No. Oh, yep. my oh my god. Ah, oh, that is. I mean, no, it's not cool. It's deeply horrible. Um, but also kind of cool. <laughs> whoa. And does your friend remember the sausages tasting? Different. How gross. How, oh, okay. Okay, well, that's okay because it's definitely a pig. You can see that it's a pig. Oh, yeah, for yes, sure. It's a pig, pig that yeah, has but what does that pig eat? My, if you are yeah. what you eat, that pig was a dead prostitute. Yes, and pigs do eat anything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so when that news came out, she was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, there's a yeah, cool guy outside my house. Can that's you? That's absolutely fair. Um, <laughs> um, I am, yeah, I know a lot about. Um, can, Canada's got a, a dark history for a nation with such a nice reputation. We've got lots of we, We've got too much woods. That's the problem. Yeah. There's too Go much woods. space. Yeah. And so people go a bit mm, not great. Mm. And uh, and then we have a bunch of serial killers. We got a ton of them. <laughs> um, um, can I ask you guys this? Because uh, I like asking people this uh, and you're here. Uh -huh. Have either of you ever seen a ghost? Yep. Kind of, we were kind of on the subject, so I kind of jumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I have, <laughs> but I'm not confident in saying that. Um, Chris, why don't you say your yeah. ghost story? Because you were very much like, "Yep." <laughs> yep. So uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. I was 18. I was staying at. Um, uh, like a Y hostel, uh, youth uh, 
youth hustling organization place in Cork. And um, I'd been there. I'd been staying at another place called Sheila's, which is like an independent one, which is a lot nicer, but it's more expensive. And I couldn't afford it. So I moved over to the cheaper one. And um, I remember on the first night that I was there, I woke up in the middle of the night. There was someone in the corner of my room. Um, hadn't her doors open or anything. Found out uh, that I'm not brave. Did not get up to check. Just covers over the head like a top. <laughs> this will stop them. Yeah, I'll be fine. I didn't see anything, I swear. Yeah. Um, I was alone in the room. There was no one else staying in the room. Uh, it was like a four bed uh, thing, but it was like October, so it was just nobody around. And um, and so uh, then like I pulled my head out. She'd be like, hello. Uh, no one in the room. Door had opened, door hadn't closed. Um, <laughs> no jackets or anything. Uh, that's not where the light from the window was. Uh, so it wasn't like a tree there. Uh, and then I woke up, so I went back to sleep, woke up the next morning and I was down in the cafeteria and I was talking to some people because everyone mingles and, um, and they're like, you look weird, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just had a weird night. And a dude from another table went, you saw a ghost. Oh, and I was like, excuse me? And he's like, this place is fucking haunted, dude. We all see ghosts, don't worry about it. You saw a ghost. And That's creepy. What what did the did you get a picture of the figure or was it just this is a, a person there's a person here? There's a person right there. I have no memory of what they look like at all. Um, but I remember yeah. being like, that's a person in the corner of my room. Ah. Fuck. And that was it. Yeah. That's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> I don't like, like that at all. Of the building? Um I mean, I don't know I how you would have done. Someone told me, but we were all like 18, 19, so you can't really trust the history coming out of their mouths. Yeah. There was something about a battle that happened, but fucking who knows. And by the way, I want everyone to know, I'm not happy that I believe in ghosts. I'm really mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I hate it. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I, I love, I always believe people's story. Like, I always believe that yeah. they think that happened to them, and it's mm. always a good story. Uh, yeah. So... I have to say that too because it's not that I it's not that I believe. Maybe I want to believe. Maybe that's mm. it. Um, I actively do not, and yet here I am. <laughs> yeah, I no, feel actually, like scary. yeah. I feel like I I don't believe, but I don't not believe. You know, you're open mm. suggestions. I'm not. I'm not like you're a ghost a agnostic. Yeah, I'm a ghost agnostic. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, and I the very logical part of my brain definitely goes, nah, there's always some sort of explanation. Mm. Um, but I still listened to your story and felt really creeped out. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? the stories are fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Beardy Noise says, uh, I'm not sure I believe in ghosts, but I know how to perform an exorcism. Crucial. Beardy Noise, by the way, have. started studying witchcraft yesterday. Who did yes. uh, uh Beardy. Oh. Beardy Noise is uh, uh, who's this comment is um, oh. studying witchcraft as of yesterday. How was your How was your Amazing. first lesson? And can I have the notes, please? Obviously, <laughs> obviously, lesson one is how to perform an exorcism. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you start. First class was tonight, and it ruled. Nice. That's so oh. cool. So this Any major like, takeaways? This isn't like self studies. This is like a, a proper a thing. Yeah, yeah, like a course. Yeah, course. Um, so I don't, I don't think I saw a ghost, but I don't know. So I was a kid. I, I want to say, oh, it was 
shortly after I had kind of I had started wearing glasses. So I started wearing glasses when I was ten. And so mm. I want to say this happens around about ten, maybe closer to eleven. Um, but it was at that stage where I needed glasses to see things far away, but I wasn't yet wearing them all day, every day, the way I do now. Mm. And so I didn't wear them when we went out for a walk in the Castle Freak Woods, where I, which are near where I grew up. Um, Freak is actually the name of the people who owned the castle, but it's a great name. <laughs> so the, Made the for castle, becoming ghosts. Yeah. That family was born to be a ghost. Right? And it, there's, there's so much um, history and story behind this castle. It's a really fascinating place. I'm so fortunate to have grown up in a time when it was um, not actually owned. It, like, mm. The Freak family had kind of let it go to public, um, the basically town ownership or whatever, and uh, it was just run down, abandoned place that you could go for a walk. Basically, it was just this old ruin of a castle. What do you what do you want to say? Just different turns on "Let Your Freak Flag Fly." Just, just that. Just <laughs> a bunch of different that. versions of it. Just very stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's Freak F R E K E as well. Um, That's a freaky way to spell it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so that was near where i grew up and we used to just go for walks up into the castle and uh it got a few years ago it got bought over by the freak family again and they've actually done it up and turned it into a home um mm. but uh yeah it's uh we everybody had a different ghost story for it there were so many stories going around about this castle the my favorite one that i always really liked it's not really that creepy um, and it's, I wouldn't even know if he classified as a ghost story, but basically there was this story that uh, there was a guy who used, to, it's so like fairy tale-esque, but that there was a guy who used to sit on the roof of the castle and spin yarn. Um, yeah, but that one day he was up there spinning yarn and the floor just collapsed out from underneath him and he fell all the way through the floors. Ooh. And died in the pile of rubble at the bottom. <gasps> and the the reason that I always just found it so intriguing was that the spit there was a, a wheel on top of the building, mm. and there was a series of holes down through the floors and a pile of rubble at the end. Like it just you could see it. Mm. <laughs> and so I always found it really fascinating. Um but yeah, so there was always loads of ghost stories. So every time you'd go up there, you'd kind of be in this like ghost story state of mind. And I went up there with friends once and um, we I we were wandering kind of in and around bits of the castle that were darker. Mm. And I didn't have my glasses, so I couldn't see very well of anything that was a bit far away from me. But we... All like and another friend of mine was with me and we she we were in this little hallway place. She ran out screaming and I didn't know why. And then like yeah, it was like we saw this man in a long dark coat and I came out and she was like, Did you see the man? <laughs> and what? there was nobody around. Like we came out screaming, our parents kind of went around and had a look and everything and there was nobody there. It was just one of those really creepy things. But I ended up running out screaming because there was like a rat as well. And <laughs> I just saw this rat with these bright red 
dies and it freaked the shit out of me like so i don't i don't know what happened there but there was some sort of movement and the fact that my friend saw it as well is just like that's a good that's a good one That had yeah. like build up. It has background. Yeah. It has nice. a setting. Setting is so Dang. important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my closest encounter with a ghost. <laughs> Eleanor, I want to hear about the ghost that you saw, but I quickly yeah. want to address. I'm assuming you saw one. Uh, what Beardy Noise wrote because just the first sentence. I actually know exorcism before that because I went to university. Full stop. <laughs> That's the end of that statement. That's a bit, uh, a, a, a bit scathing. Uh-huh. I actually knew exorcism before that because I went to university. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Um, we will we learn learn that? It's, it's a spiritual CPR. It's yeah. just first aid. <laughs> Unless it's uh, um, one, of the, one of the evangelical universities in America. Maybe I guess they would, yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't really, uh, I, I wasn't really offended. It was just no, like... not at all. But also, it's a wild thing to say. Like, what? Why? Why do you think that you went to university is enough of an explanation that you know <laughs> how to do an yeah. exorcism? I guess I just went to good enough. You did it. Oh, English lit course. I did English lit as well. I did English lit too. Alistair Crowley heavy English lit course? What I mean, I I I guess we learned about um religious beliefs when they mm-hmm. pertained to certain genres, but I can't remember I can't remember the 101 uh, for how to do an exorcism. No, uh, it didn't come up into now maybe it's just because I kind of specialized into film, but you know <laughs> Uh, well, well, you would have watched The Exorcist. Movie. That's the perfect yeah. opportunity to teach it. No, um, no, I have, I haven't seen the ghost, and I think it's because I really want to. I had one mm. weird experience in Boston, um, in two thousand and I want to say eleven. Um, I went with my family, and but the whole trip got really fucked up by Virgin. So fuck them. Um, mm. they, they did everything. They, the flight was delayed. They lost our bags. They screwed us around. We had to stay in this hotel in Windsor for a night. And it was just, anyway, it was so stressful and horrible. And when we got to Boston, we were staying in, um, cause it was part of some kind of special package. We were staying in the Omni Parker, which is this really cool old hotel, um, which is like classic, what you picture as like an American old fashioned hotel. And like the Kennedys had stayed there and Dickens had stayed there. And it was really cool. Um, so I was excited, but I was really knackered and I was really fed up and I just wanted to go to sleep. So we went to bed at like 10 PM their time. And, uh, I was sharing a room with my brother and we were both just like in bed trying to get sleep, uh, and not thinking about anything. And mm. then the light goes back on and I didn't really think about it cause I was semi-conscious. Um, I was just annoyed. So I just switched it off again and then, it, you know, dark again. And then the light goes back on. And I'm like, stop turning the light on because I'm trying to sleep. And he's like, I'm not turning it on. And so I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I switch it off. And then a bit later, it comes back on again. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is the light? It was like a, a lamp doing I'm yeah. like, why is this doing this? Is this a fault or something? And uh, eventually I was like, okay, well, I was a, a bit freaked out. So I was like, you know what? Well, let's just leave it on. Who cares? Like, I can't be bothered switching it off every time. So, and as soon as I said that, it switched itself off again. Uh, oh. 
So that was like <laughs> that's a perfectly ex- expl- explainable situation, but it was just hmm. interesting because I I wasn't in a mindset where I was looking for anything because I was yeah. so bought, so fed up. So it was it wasn't like I was like, ooh, this could be a ghost. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just the timing of it was creepy. Does my, yeah. it, was your brother near the switch? Because that does feel like brother mischief. Yeah. No, I I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you know, sometimes it's it's like, no, I'm I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, and he yeah. was he was way too pissed off by oh yeah, so so, <laughs> so Virgin lost our bags and we oh, only God. found out after they'd lost them that my brother had put all the clothes he owned in this bag. <laughs> 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 no, he didn't have anything. Um, oh so yeah, he so was, he's not in a mischievous place then. Yeah, he's, yeah, okay. he's not. He's not one of those guys. Um, and then, like a couple of days later, we went round the hotel, like trying to look for spooky things, but we didn't find anything. But uh, yeah, it's meant to be haunted, and it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> but my mum has a good classic beginning, middle, and end thing that happened to her. Uh, yeah. If you want to hear it, if you want yes, to hear it. yes, we do. Yes. Oh, so, wait two seconds because I just really have to oh, go yeah. to the washroom, and oh, so yeah. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right. Back. Um, first of all, washroom is a charming yeah, I, Canadian. He's he has said it before, and I've called him up on it, and it's so daft. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would preface this with saying that my mum, I don't know what I don't know, Ashley, if you have a similar background but my mom was raised catholic but is now an yeah. atheist okay and yeah. so she's like mostly a sensible normal woman but then sometimes uh needlessly uh it creeps in. yeah 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 it's <laughs> like if i lose something she'd be like you know what always works praying to saint anthony uh, <laughs> so uh so yeah she's the superstitious one and then my dad is like he wouldn't believe in a ghost unless it gave him the ghost gave him like a PowerPoint presentation about the physics <laughs> and why it existed. And even then he wouldn't believe in it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, that's the background to that. But yeah, um, it does. It sounds like the kind of um, mischievous thing that my brother would do. Um, yeah. Cause like my brother really likes to pray, play pranks. Yeah. Um. He he loves it. Specifically, he really likes to hide and then jump out and scare you. Oh, that's um, fun. It's but he's just weirdly good at it. Yeah. To the point where, like, we'd be out for a walk uh, in woods back home near Castle Freak, and <laughs> uh, you know, we'd be out for a walk. We'd just be wandering along. Sometimes, you know, one of us walks ahead a bit or whatever. And there's been times where he's like walked ahead just by a minute and he just disappears and we're just walking on up and we're like where the fuck is he gone and he'll literally jump out of a tree and land in front of us and scare the shit out of us like <laughs> now is he what's his position what where is he in the family he's the the baby he's the baby of the family so oh, he's okay. younger than me because um, uh my brother's the youngest and he i think he's like too cool for that kind of thing you know so oh no he's like he oh i'm loves i love that 
He loves it. He lives for it. He plans it sometimes, like really puts time into it. Um, Nearly every time he lives in Spain at the moment and nearly every time he's been home to visit my folks, he has come home uh, without telling them or he's come home a few days earlier, sometimes a couple of months earlier (laughs) and just like finds inventive ways to arrive into the house. You know, like for my dad's fifth, my dad's 60th birthday, he got me to say I was I was at home at the time and he got me to say I was going out to meet a friend and I drove to uh, Cork Airport, drove to Cork Airport, picked him up and arrived home really uh, quite soon. Like it's it's an hour. It probably would have been about two and a half hours I was gone to pick him up. And that wouldn't be very long for me to be out with a friend, but I just came back into the house. And my brother's like, you have to go in and make them think that you've just arrived home. Like he is so, <laughs> he takes it so seriously. And I'm I'm terrible at keeping a straight face, but I go in and I'm just like, oh yeah, Lucy was kind of tired. So we just like hung, ar- hung out and I, I left early. And then he'll sit out in the car for like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> before he comes really dedicated and he'll find a way to sneak into the house and scare one of my folks um but that particular time he he got me to put him into the boot of the car and I had to get dad to come out and help me bring in the shopping (laughs) (laughs) and he he's like opened the car he made me stop so he we could pick up helium balloons and like so that he would come out with balloons and everything and I'm just like you are so extra (laughs) that is is also a bit charming though yeah he to be he always he loves to do it with a little bit of it's it's effort it's like love and and it's quite nice you know he always likes to put in an effort to to surprise people um mm. and you know even if he scares the shit out of you he 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 does it because he loves you in a way so yeah. um That's it's quite nice. yeah people Inspired. find my brother quite charming and uh uh what's the word he's very calm and uh charismatic yeah he's very um what's the word i'm looking for I don't remember, but uh, charismatic is definitely one of them as well. Mm. He has, he just makes friends everywhere um, to the point where like I was, I'm the older sibling and I was in secondary school ahead of him. And then he comes into the school and and suddenly it's, oh, you're Liam's sister. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, sorry, (laughs) what now? (laughs) I think you'll find he is Ashley's brother. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not how it went. <laughs> and your parents come in. They're Sue's kids. That's who's in charge here. <laughs> um, Actually, I told you how my dad reacted when I surprised him, right? I don't think you did. Because I so I flew back, Eleanor, and I didn't I didn't tell my dad I was coming because he was he spent the whole pandemic just being like, come home now. It's terrible. Come yeah. come home. Let me protect you. Yeah. And um, and so um I was like, I, he knew I was coming home soon-ish, but I didn't tell him when. And so my brother picked me up from the airport, we went back to the house. And then um, I called him from outside uh, to get him to come out because he lives in an apartment building and I couldn't get in. I didn't have a key. He'd moved during pandemic, so I didn't have a key to his new place. And um, and he literally, he was like, 
are you outside my house? <laughs> and I was like, no. And then he just came to the window and he leaned out. And he went, hey. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was it. Then the rest of it was like, I was never going to say, hey. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's really nice. I tried yeah, I'll never, I'll never to do my it. TikTok tearful yeah. greeting. I I tried to uh I tried to do it as well when I was going back because there was one occasion that Liam was actually gonna be in the U in Ireland before me. Mm. Um so he might have been able to pick me up from the airport and everything, and then I just didn't get it because Oh, I decided to wait until I was fully vaxxed in the end. Um, but yeah, he likes to do all that sort of thing. Um, Eleanor, oh. tell us about your mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, go story. I was just saying to Ashley that my mom is a bit superstitious, but generally a sensible woman, but a okay. bit superstitious. Um, but she, okay, so she grew up in Weymouth on the south coast of England, mm -hmm. um, which is like a super old uh Port, seaport town. Uh, also, the first place in Britain where the Black Death arrived. So, Ooh, that makes sense um, for a port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, God she. Damn sailors. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, Great sense yeah. in hats, though. Even yeah. in even in bloody lockdown, my brother was able to travel anywhere because he had a port license. And I'm just like fucking sailors. Wow. <laughs> I've seen uh, on the town. What's it? The Gene Kelly one. What's the one? New York, oh. New York. With the anywho, I've, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so, uh, so, Weymouth... <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I sound a bit like this because my parents were brought up in England, but their families are Scottish. It's very annoying for me. But she was. Um, this is like the. 70s or 80s so she's like 18 19 and she moves out of home and she moves into this old building called the tudor house because it is a house dating to the tudor times so it's like 500 years old um and it's a museum now you can go visit it but at the time they thought it was more lucrative to rent it to like students and stuff but um she said it had all the furniture like all the old furniture in it and obviously she, and she didn't have a tv or anything so she's kind of living in this like very old house with all its stuff and it's kind of um must have been weird but uh she was at she so she was in the tudor house one night and she doesn't have a tv so she's just reading it's quiet and her flatmate was a chef so she was working it was the evening mm. and um she hears this noise and she described it a bit like a kind of like rustling like maybe a bit like a crisp packet but a bit softer and she ignores it, and then she hears it again, she ignores it, and then she thinks, okay, well, uh, you know, I hope it's not rats. So she goes, it, she sounds like it's coming from upstairs, so she goes upstairs, she looks around, she can't see anything, she goes back downstairs, she hears it again, she's thinking, this is weird, I've never heard this noise before, I can't identify it, I don't know what's happening. And she's getting a bit more uneasy, and then the noise, she says the noise started getting louder, as if it was coming down the stairs. She said it was like it was on the noise was on the stairs. And at that point, she's like, no, I'm done. And she gets up and she leaves and she goes outside and um, she just waits for I her like friend that. to come home. Yeah, she's like, no, <laughs> no. <Nope. Nope. laughs> <laughs> I've seen horror films. Um, 
and her friend only is is only like is due back in like 10 minutes so it's fine so they go back in and they look around and there's nothing in there she said after that though she never stayed there by herself um Ooh. and then uh, she moves out and she's somewhere else it's a few years later and she's talking to uh a friend of her brother who isn't a, a historian a historical architect he's like an architect who's really interested in history and he was like oh my god i heard that you lived in the tudor house that's such a cool pl place to live and um uh and she says oh yeah and then he says did you ever see any of the ghosts and she was like ghosts uh and he was like yeah there's meant to be three ghosts there's meant to be a poltergeist uh, an old sea captain the sheer timing and two georgian ladies who haunt the stairs and you're meant to hear the rustling of their big no breath. shit yeah. oh that's good stuff that it's is good big, stuff narratively it's oh narratively it is so, tight it is airtight there you go that's what she said happened Ooh. uh i love it is, that it is yeah you're right it's, it's four ghosts but i guess it's three groups of ghosts oh yeah. wow um four for the price of three yeah. And as we're doing that, this guy is an archaeologist, the one who just followed us. Hey. As we're hey. doing that, it's, it's Paul. It's Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's What's up, Paul? Which is, we I miss you too. I expected him to verbally. Yeah. That. You do sometimes, though, right? You talk to someone <laughs> yeah. on here, you go, ah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I do that with, um, with Paul Foxcroft all the time. He's the only one that I'm like, he's not responding. <laughs> but, but then I'm like, no, obviously he's not. <laughs> I have it when I'm in people's chats after we raid or if like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm watching them and I start chatting and I expect I'll say something out loud and forget yeah. that they can't hear me. Yeah. I'll just alone in my house. <laughs> nice shot. Oh, sorry. Nice shot. We're all <laughs> insane. Um, uh, Paul has five ghosts. Five ghosts. He's a, he's a, a classic one upper. Yeah. Uh, well done, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, always, I'm surprised Paul isn't haunted because he's always digging, digging around in people's skulls and yeah. He um, um, Paul was involved in the the Crossrail archaeological dig. He was. So, yeah, he was they, protested. Yes, because he was digging up some some uh, dead people from the. I, I'm going to get this wrong. I think they were maybe plague victims or they were maybe from Bedlam Hospital or maybe both or maybe neither. But there were so many. There's so many dead people. It was, people. It was dead people. They were dead yeah. for a creepy reason. And then people were upset. Um, oh. But you have, but you have, it's better. I don't know. I mean, London is like just a massive graveyard. So yeah. 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 You dig anywhere. There's you dig bones. anywhere. There's going to yeah. be either a skeleton or an unexploded bomb. Yeah. yeah. It was. I remember yeah. we. Uh, I saw. I saw a play that um, uh, was done by the anti crossrail people, and it was oh. about not oh, desecrating. That... Sorry. Was that at uh, Camden People's Theatre? It was. I had a friend was... who worked there at the time. What did they think of it? Because it may it freed me from being afraid of Brian Logan's reviews because he wrote it and it was hot garbage. <laughs> it was Brian Logan. That was it. Yes. No. I all I remember is that being a funny idea that that my friend was thought was amusing. That that was a thing. That it was. 
nuts. <laughs> threatened with a curse. <laughs> That's, That's so cool. good. By that was uh, um, yeah. Who? So they so what Brian did. I hope I hope Paul doesn't mind me saying this. Well, actually, Paul, do you mind me telling? Do you mind me telling the background of the play and why why I went? Because um, it was it oh, was Paul it was Paul related. I'm remembering this now. Yeah. Um, but Paul, let me know if you don't want me to. I'll I'll wait until you answer. But it was one of the one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> the story was nonsense. It didn't make any sense at all. They couldn't decide if it was a ghost or the imagination, and not in like a fun Calvin and Hobbes way, where <laughs> either way is fine. Go for it. Okay. So uh, Paul and I were out drinking. Um, because Paul's Paul's an old friend of mine. And um, and he said, so here's here's something that's happening. They're doing a play about the dig. Uh, the protesters are doing it, and they're using my picture, my real name, and a picture of my signature um, in a slideshow in the play. And so I want to go see it uh, just to see how what it is. Um, do you want to come with me? And I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to come. And in my mind, part of me thought that it was going to be like. Um, they'd see his picture and they'd recognize him in the crowd and they'd be like, get him. And I'd be like defending my friend, Paul. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up just being the worst play I've ever seen in my life, including <laughs> high school plays, including high school plays. <laughs> but it was, um, uh, so it was like a terrible play where like a, a person was interacting with someone who was supposed to be like ghosts from that were dug up on the site, whatever. And, um, but then at the end, the actors brought out real, like, protesters and people that were active in the community trying to oh. stop this from happening. And then they right. washed their hands and feet like they're Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh. all sang a song together. And I was crawling out of my skin. It was <laughs> insane. Were you trying not to laugh or were you? I think I was openly laughing. I think I was <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I was dying. Like I, it was, it was, it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. And it was clear that, to me, it was clear that Brian was uh, sleeping with one of the cast members, um, and they were doing a bad job of hiding it. And I got the impression that she was married. It was oh. the whole thing was bad. <laughs> it was great. And what Absolutely. about was the picture of Paul? Was it a good picture? I think it was him in his chainmail for his castle show. Um, because what happened was um, Brian had uh, come onto the site to ask questions about it, which everyone was allowed to do. Everyone was just like, oh, they're keeping it secret. They won't tell us. And Crossover was just like, we literally have, it's a, just come just come on down. You just, I think you have that's to, standard practice for these things. Yeah, you have to tell us you're coming. You can't just yeah. show up because like we need to have a helmet for you and we need to have, make sure that there's someone that can escort you around. And so he asked, um, yes, we could come. And they're like, yeah, sure. And so Paul showed him around. Paul happened to be the one that showed him around. I don't think he knew Paul was a comedian necessarily at the time. And um, and Paul walked him through all the things, and he seemed very reasonable. And then he wrote a play, shit talking my buddy Paul. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really confused that. Um, I mean, I could be wrong here, but if Brian, if Brian's issue here was that you shouldn't dig up where dead people are, then I've got bad news for him about literally every other dig site and building site in London. They all dig up yeah. bodies. Most of like, the UK, yeah. Every I mean, Edinburgh venue. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, there's, yeah, the Greyfriars is notorious because they've packed mm -hmm. way more bodies into it than than they mm -hmm. should have done. 
yeah. uh, over the years. And um, so when it rains, uh, sometimes some of the bones stick up. And I was telling my my sister and her friend this. Uh, or maybe I was doing it in a show and they were at the show in Edinburgh. But anyway, and then uh, like two hours later, I got text a picture from my sister and she was like, we went to see if you were right and we found a jawbone. <laughs> they just went to Grey Fries because it had been raining and there it was. They handed it in. They handed it <laughs> in to the, the guy. But yeah. It's the same um, with the caves, right? The caves yeah. were all plague victims and scarlet fever yeah. and everything. Um, it's um, a bit overblown. A lot of it was storage. But yeah, there was yeah. a lot of like poor people who lived under, mm -hmm. especially underground and in gruesome ways were. Yeah. I, I think that. that that thing you know of, um, oh, go on. Oh, sorry. You know, so you know Paul from the stream. Yes. Do you know Paul Byrne? Uh, he was teching. Oh, it's a um, uh, comedy director. Um, done a lot of shows. Um, but he uh, he used to tech a show called Full Mooners down there. A drop of water went into his eye uh, from the roof. And he was the first documented case of scarlet fever in about 115 years in Edinburgh. That's what? my city. Yeah, that's the caves, baby. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's, and they still put fringe shows in there. Oh, hell yeah, uh, just don't look constantly. up. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't get the drips in your eyes. Never look up. It's unhygienic <laughs> enough being around all the kind of, the bad oh, medians who stay, who like hang around Bannermans and stuff, all those locations. Mm -hmm. They're already full of germs, not to mention the historical germs. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm. Yeah, got absolutely. Scarlet fever. Yeah, retro. Very That's retro. Even the doctor, crazy. like it was that kind of thing where it was like they're looking in their normal I books know. and looking on computers, and then and then he like basically he basically pulled out like a dusty tome and dropped it, and there's <laughs> dust everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, it's a disgusting city. Um, but lovely. Beautiful. Oh, I mean, like, uh, like all beautiful like, things so, that's dead on the inside. <laughs> yes. So the meadows. The reason the meadows is so is a big kind of flat expanse is because that that was a plague pit because it was mm. outside out with the city walls at the time, and oh, then wow. um and then Princess Street Gardens. We did a project on this in primary school. Princess Street Gardens was uh originally a lock, and you thought it lock. would never come in handy. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell everyone about this all the time. Uh, yeah, it was a lock, and it was the drinking water, and it was also the sewage, and it was also where they would dunk yeah. witches and throw dead people. So, wow. God, yeah. oh dear, I fucking I love your uh, Craig the tour guide. Sketch. <laughs> yeah, very They're funny. So good. I, one of the early ones was like an Edinburgh ghost tour guide, and it's yeah. partially based off my sister's friend who used to be one of the tour guides there and she was very like you know you get bored of this stuff after a while mm. um and just the kind of nightmare of living in in the middle of a very touristy hub where everyone wants fun and excitement and you're like i just oh, ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i so, uh yeah. before the pandemic i was kind of trying out new things i was i was unemployed for two months before the pandemic and so i was looking into doing tour guiding but what i was gonna do was uh try and design my own tour and put it on airbnb experiences oh, cool. um because i have uh, my undergrad degree was in english lit but celtic history as well 
Um, and so I was going to try and do this ancient Scots Were tour. Were Glasgow? No, I, uh, my undergrad was in Cork. Um, oh. I'm at Glasgow Uni now doing my master's. Because um, I did Scottish literature there, so I was wondering if it was a... Say the no. same people, but no. Anyway, sorry. No. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I was going to do this like ancient Scots tour of Edinburgh. And I thought, like, in theory, I was like, this is a good idea. But then the further back you go, the less landmarks you have. <laughs> and so I basically, because, you know, you go back, I was trying to go back before the castle was there, basically. And yeah, you've got Castle Rock, which it was a Celtic settlement before it had a castle on it. Um, and then I think Arthur's Seat was was something as well. But then yeah. it was just like, I don't know where else to bring a tour for this. <laughs> I had one other stop that was to do with um oh, there's a there's a wee church very near the castle called St. Columba's. And yeah, uh, I was gonna use that to talk about how Columba basically christianized scotland um but but after that i was just like yeah that's that's kind of it for landmarks like (laughs) it's a little of using your imagination yeah um but it was one of those things where i i started setting up the airbnb account or the the airbnb page for it and then i got an email from airbnb like we really want to to promote this like this sounds really good and everything and I'm just like uh, I haven't actually written it, it <laughs> it's it's not actually it doesn't exist yet I'm still just working on it I was just kind of making the thing to see if I could actually do that mm-hmm. um if it was worthwhile actually writing the thing first um so well, I would go on that if you ever do I doubt I'm gonna do yeah. anything like that now but well uh... in that case I'll steal the idea well go ahead yeah i I really won't i won't won't. i'm not Um, i'm too lazy to plagiarize that yeah (laughs) i i I think maybe something a bit more interesting but i don't have it wouldn't have been what i studied but uh i even actually i thought about this for a podcast idea was just history of witches and stuff Um, oh boy ah yeah Ah, we should just have a t- like two hour chat about this. We should. Uh, um, I had this. I had this one idea for a podcast that was a each episode you would take two witches, one real, real, yeah, and and one fiction, and look at like uh, somebody in popular culture, like fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes, that's fun. Um, so that was one idea I had I like last year. I I had like so many podcast ideas, and then ended oh. up doing this. Yeah, <laughs> where all of them happen and tiny where little. Where all segments. of them happen. <laughs> Great. Uh. <laughs> we just we just hit two hours. Oh, we did. Yeah, that flew I by. Flew in. It's amazing. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so Thanks much for, for coming, coming on, on, Eleanor. Is there it's anything that you want to plug? Now. Um, yeah. Yes. Tomorrow, if anyone's in London tomorrow, I'm doing a work in progress show at Two North Down in King's Cross. So please come to that. It might not be funny, but uh, all all around the mysterious, we have plans for potential um, new episodes. Uh, recording over christmas um but yeah tomorrow i'm doing the work in progress uh so please come to that and uh otherwise uh i'm on twitter and that's sadly where you'll find most of my stuff and good stuff though 
It's good stuff, Thanks. though. Thanks, guys. It's a light at the end of a long, dark Twitter tunnel. So. You can also yeah. find it on other platforms, too, if you, if you like me, think that Twitter is the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's another place. Um, oh, yeah. And also... Thanks we have a link. Buddy. Oh, thank you for the sub, David. Um, there's a link in in the chat there to your coffee page. If you've enjoyed Eleanor's oh, yes. appearance on the show, go and buy her a coffee. If you want to support, yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's so. Yeah, that's the podcast is all rather mysterious, right? Oh, that yes, that's the one I do with um, David Reed of the Penny Dreadfuls and John Rain of. Um, uh, really liking James Bond. Ooh. Okay, and what's just, what's it about? What's the idea? Uh, it's just it's just mysteries that it's you know it's unexplained things. We sort of have a fun time thinking what might have happened. Um, and I follow you on Twitter and everything, and I see all your sketches, and I didn't know you had this podcast. And well, to be fair, we're, we're very it's very um uh sporadic because those two have children and ah. children apparently take up a lot of your time mm. so we we it's it's a, a bit uh random when we record but uh but yeah you can find the back catalog and we should hopefully we're gonna do some more soon and i'll put that on twitter when we do nice yeah ashley um, anything you want to plug uh buy me a coffee i lost <laughs> A lot of money in the past week. Um, the pickpocketing. The pickpocketing was only the beginning. Um, I want to say I lost to the universe about six hundred euro in the past week. Oof. So, um, buy me a coffee. Just, <laughs> I'm not normally the. I, I'm not. I I spent two hours today trying to figure out how to sell my underwear online. So that's where I'm at. Um, You're doing it. Oh no. I'm. I'm you know what? I tried to do it, and they fucking charge you. All the sites charge you to set it up. So I'm just like, yeah. ah. Now I'm investigating how to do it through fucking Reddit. Um, <laughs> that's literally where I'm at right now. So um, oh, damn, that fucking sucks. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> Someone buy her a coffee. Take care of our <laughs> Ashley. I can't. I'm too poor. <laughs> oh, David Hoare might be onto something. Maybe that's a market that people haven't explored enough. <laughs> Um, eBay, eBay, I'm told. Oh, fucking Beardy Noise would know. <laughs> mm. That's a fact. Might, Beardy Noise would know. Offer, might be sending uh, you a message. You could offer paid for exorcisms. Yes, mm -hmm. I could do that. And um, also, I am supporting wonderful co host uh, of the stream that's not here tonight, John Hastings, on the 28th of November in monkey barrel comedy club um in edinburgh go and get tickets to that if you are not in our discord please join that because i believe i forget who it is but somebody dropped in earlier that they have tickets that they can no longer use so there's two tickets up for grabs in the discord as well yes. um so uh join the discord come see our show you get two of the hosts in one show yeah and in a disgusting edinburgh venue as previously exactly well no the monkey barrel is very clean but yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen the storerooms. <laughs> yeah, I bet under that basement it gets nasty. They, <laughs> they just they they've stopped allowing the axe to stand in that little bit in the the in, mm -hmm. in this is in the new venue in Monkey Barrel Three. They've stopped allowing us to stand in the little bit behind the sound desk because it's just like people shouldn't be in there. <laughs> oh, humidity. 
Yeah. Oh, Beauty, Beauty Noise has a good idea. ASMR, Irish woman tells you you're awful. That's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a market for that. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You're garbage. No oh, one likes you. Do you know what? I wonder if Every that actually would wrong. be a thing because a few man. people in the past week have told me that they really like the way I've, I speak. Um, that I use big words and stuff and I feel like I could eloquently and in an Irish accent insult people. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I called, I called uh, somebody obstinate, and then somebody was like, "I've never heard that word used mm. in real life before." And I was like, "He's an obstinate fuckhead," and uh, they were just like, "That really sounds so great." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, maybe, maybe I'll think about that one, Beardy Noise. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> There's options. There's options. Chris, what um, are your plugs? I don't know. I got my podcast, but if you're watching this, you know about them. Um, that's it. If you're in Victoria, come see me do shows. Otherwise, send Ashley money and uh, uh, go see Eleanor tomorrow. Do that. Okay. Who are we going to raid? Uh, we got uh, Fox Comedy, Sean Morley, My Gun is Huge, and Ruffle Bricks. I'm happy with any of those. You do it. Uh, <laughs> let's do Sean. We haven't raided Sean in a while. Cool. All right. We are rating Sean Morley. Thank you so much for coming on, Eleanor. We're going to put on our outro music. Feel free to watch. It is I will. disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made. All right. And yeah. broadcast.